Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, ladies and gentlemen, ordinarily we'd start a show on a Monday after, you know, a weekend, a long news weekend. I'm excited to be here. And while I am happy to talk to you, exciting uh, would be a the wrong word for this moment. So uh, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Joe, how are you today? Well, Dan, um, normally I would say happy Monday, but I, I got to tell you, Dan, the devil is afoot. He is afoot. And yeah. it's hard to be happy yeah. on these Mondays. It's not a good time, <laughs> There folks. we go. Yeah. So I'm going to get right into it. We have a lot to talk about. Many of you have seen some of my appearances on Fox News this weekend. Yeah. Um, a lot to talk about. And this is going to be, um, I believe, an important show. So uh, I hope you'll stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Father's Day is coming up. So give dad the gift he really wants this year. Perfectly aged, tender steaks. Omaha Steaks will deliver the world's best steaks and a huge variety of other favorites directly to your dad's door. Right now, Omaha Steaks is offering our listeners access to a variety of amazing packages that are perfect to send your father for Father's Day. We love the food here. We eat it all the time. I talk about it all the time. I don't even sometimes like reading it because my mouth starts to water talking about it. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter promo code Bongino into the search bar. You'll see all the great options available, many that include free shipping and a free one-pound pack Package of the perfectly cured, incredibly thick applewood smoke, applewood smoke steak cut bacon. There are many packages available that are perfect for dad. They're all ready to be shipped straight to your door to include some of these Father's Day packages include your world famous Omaha steaks, naturally aged at least 21 days for tenderness and perfection. Burgers, frank sausages, and other favorites, perfect for grilling, premium, premium poultry and pork, tasty and easy to make side dishes, no work, one-step family meals. It's really delicious. My family loves it. We eat it often. Uh, much, much more too. Right now, the Father's Day packages are ready to order and ready to ship, and many include free shipping and a free pound of steak cut bacon. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. So send dad a gift of food he'll love this year. Visit omahasteaks.com, type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in the search bar. Shop for Father's Day today. All right, Joe. Here we go, Daniel. We're not stopping that bell no matter what. I don't care what happens. We're not stopping that bell. That's, you bet, I need babe. That. I need to know that there's some sense of normalcy in this world, and we're going to try to try to keep our heads straight. All right, folks, let me start by saying what's happening right now is no longer a protest. This isn't a protest anymore. What happened to Mr. Floyd has sadly been sidelined. That protest is now, at protest part, has now been sidelined. This is now an insurrection. That protest has been hijacked by both Antifa and regular street criminals. Street criminals just hellbent on chaos who have sidelined these protesters and their God-given right to assemble and protest and petition the government. Their constitutional rights have been tramped onto, trampled onto. They are not our enemies. The criminals and the Antifa folks are. We had a moment, a genuine moment of national unity where my police officer friends, even some of my liberal friends I still have from New York and Maryland when I lived in a blue state, my conservative friends as well agreed what happened to Mr. Floyd was an injustice that needed to be rectified rectified through a systemic, orderly, judicial, justice-oriented process. That's gone now. That's been wiped clean. What you're witnessing now, make no mistake, I'm not overselling this for effect. I'm not interested, folks. I've got a pit in my stomach I've had all day. I am genuinely anxious and really terrified for the future of this country. What you're witnessing right now is an insurrection. I'm not kidding. 
The left has been training for this for a long time. This is not random. This is not an accident. I've been in communication with law enforcement friends of mine across the spectrum all weekend. I don't mean to scare any of you. I'm hopefully going to leave you with a bit of an optimistic note in the end of the show today, but it would be irresponsible for me to not warn you what's going on right now. We'll beat it. We'll beat it back. I'm sure of it. But here's the communications I've been getting from people in law enforcement who know what's going on. Many of these attacks, specifically one at the White House, they're being organized by known Antifa members. Of course, that's not a surprise to many of you, but it is a surprise to people in the media who keep insisting Antifa is some ragtag bunch of lunatics who just happened to fall into a spot in D.C. at the same time together and throw a few bottles. That is not what's happening right now. These are known, documented Antifa organizers who have trained in civil disruption and civil attack tactics to create, excuse me, civil disturbance attack tactics. They are moving around the White House in a strategic fashion. This is not a joke. They're being organized by previously identified Antifa rioters and people who have experience in civil disruption. This is not a joke. This is an anarchy crowd focused on chaos and destruction. Do not fall in and fall prey to the false media narrative. Now that President Trump, if you missed it this weekend, has thankfully declared Antifa a terrorist group. They are now designated as exactly what they are. This is a known fascist, anti-First Amendment, anarchist terrorist group. They have been a terrorist group since their inception. This is not an anti-fascist group. That is their front. This is an anti-First Amendment, anti-free speech, anarchy group. They are the fascists. From my friends, they have been organizing simultaneous attacks from multiple different directions. Thankfully, the people responding in the Secret Service and in police departments around the country, in some cases, not all, have been allowed to do their thing and have repelled some of them. I say not all because many police departments, due to awful, awful leadership that succumbed to political pressure, has been allowing the looters, the thieves, and the terrorists in Antifa to take control of their cities, and it's a damn shame. Ladies and gentlemen, let me walk through first what's happening with the White House. I'm going to play some videos. I'm going to keep the volume low because I'm going to talk over some of them, and it's important. We had tear gas deployed at the White House, ladies and gentlemen. You see this right here. This is video taken last night not far from the White House. They're going to have to disperse these crowds eventually if this continues, ladies and gentlemen. This is the kind of chaos we're witnessing in America right now. Now, again, not every one of these people is an anarchist. Not every one of these people is a terrorist. Not everyone is a criminal. Some of them have an obvious interest in a protest of what we all saw as an injustice with Mr. Floyd. Again, that's over now. I'm sad to tell you that. It horrifies me to tell you that, but your movement has been hijacked and it's now on you. And I'm going to get to this in a minute. This is really three distinct groups right now. I've got a lot to talk about. These, which have now turned into riots, are now three distinct groups. They don't all have a common interest. Matter of fact, many of them have conflicting interests. We have to take advantage of that. President Trump has thankfully 
activated military police units around the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, on the perimeter, at least, we just don't have enough bodies there. There's the White House. You can watch the video if you're listening on audio. The White House has a massive crowd in front of it. There are military police units and others forming a hard line in front of the White House where they will not let people pass. They're throwing fireworks at them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is happening in our country right now. Last night was a disaster. The night before was a disaster. The night before was an even bigger disaster. This has got to stop. We've got to get control of this now. You can see the videos if you'd like to at my, uh, on our video show at youtube.com slash Bongino. We'd appreciate it if you check them out. You need to see what's going on right now. Now, in addition to this unrest, ladies and gentlemen, this has hit me in my... This has hit me in my gut pretty hard. You know, when I was an agent, I spent a lot of time in St. John's Church across from the White House. Many of you have been to the White House, know the church I'm talking about. It's a yellow building. It's a small church. It's not a large church. It's been there for eons. Almost every modern president has attended services there on Sunday. You know how many times I've stood post in that church with President Bush and President Obama? This is what happened to this church last night. You can hear Kevin Cork from Fox News reporting from outside where these animals set the place on fire. This is awful. Now, the damage, thankfully, was not catastrophic, but it was bad. What are you doing? This is a church. This is the same church Barack Obama and George Bush went to. The same church President Trump went to. The same church Bill Clinton and Ronald Reagan went to. What are you doing? What are you doing in this city in Washington, D.C.? No, I don't know that there's anything we can do to put that out. I didn't see an extinguisher. I stood post in that church many times. It's a beautiful place. The history there is incredible. I remember sitting in that church with President Bush one time thinking, gosh, how many prominent national leaders have walked through these doors and sat in that very seat? Now all I'm thinking about is the damage done. And all the historical artifacts in there that could have been destroyed if this had gotten worse. Folks, I got kids, man. This isn't a joke. This is a coup. This is an insurrection. Thinking about it as anything more at this point is a catastrophic miscalculation. I'm going to give you some steps to fix this in a minute. I hope the president's listening. Can I just say on an optimistic note for a moment, because I don't want the show to be entirely macabre. Folks, we, we can get through this. This is a test. I spoke to a friend of mine in the radio business, not at Liberty, but you probably figure out who it is. He's a great guy. And I said to him, you know, this is a test. And he said to me, yeah, the Romans were tested too. They failed. The Persians were tested. They failed. The Greeks were tested. They failed. The Ottomans were tested. They failed. We can't fail. The nation, candidly, folks, if you would make an approach, pure probability equation, we shouldn't even exist. There was no reason we should have won that revolutionary war. The odds were insurmountable. Insurmountable facing the world's largest, most powerful army. And we won. The War of 1812. 
some historians would tell you we, we only came out on the other side of that because of the fortuitous luck of a rainstorm in D.C. We shouldn't have won that either. Probability would dictate that after that damage, we would have been lost to a civil war or the strife of the 60s. And none of that happened. We came through it all stronger. I believe with all of my heart, with every ounce of my soul and being, that this country has been touched by the hand of God, that we're here for a reason. It's not probability. It's not logistics. It's not the mastery of certain military tactics. Sometimes we've blown it. It's because God wants us to be here. And he's testing us right now. We've passed those tests in the past against insurmountable odds. We'll pass this test too. But we're going to have to step up now. If you're not ready to lead, it's time to step aside. And to the protesters, I understand. I've spoken about the case of Mr. Floyd. But I'm very sorry. The protest, you've been hijacked. There are other ways to do this. Go knock on doors for your preferred political candidates. I'm not here to tell you not to do that. Go organize groups of your neighbors and talk to the police department. Sit down. I have a very close relationship with the police in my community. I talk to them all the time. They'll listen to you. But understand, your movement's been hijacked now. It's not a protest anymore. I wish it were. This is an insurrection. All right, I want to clear up something first, too. It's conspiracy theory floating around the internet about me and my show, which is, um, I didn't even tell Paul or Joe about this. I've been so busy. Um, and next, I want to get to these three groups. What's going on right now? These three groups involved in these incidents and how we can fix this and take advantage by first identifying these three groups. If you watch me on Fox this morning with Steve Ducey on Fox and Friends, you got kind of a preview of this. First, just on regards to this conspiracy theory, the police officer, uh, Chauvin, involved in the incident with Mr. Floyd and his death. He was not on my show, ladies and gentlemen. Someone created a fake IMDB page and put that he was a guest on the Dan Bongino show. This is a hoax. Oh. My library of shows is out there for all of you to see. This is a hoax. People have been tweeting about it. It is a hoax. My guess is leftist trolls set it up to embarrass the show, embarrass others. He, I don't know this man from Adam. You can listen to every interview show. I don't know Dan Chow. I don't even know how to say his name. He has not been on this show. I, I, I thought that was obvious, but some people are tweeting to me. I can't believe he was on your show. When did that happen? Can I, it, there, it didn't happen. You can't listen to it because it didn't happen. All right, let me get to my second sponsor before I move on. I know it's a busy show and I appreciate your patience, but this is most, one of the most important shows I've ever done. I got to tell you, folks, it's the only time in, in five years I've been legitimately anxious to come on the air because I don't want to contribute to the problem and I don't want to contribute to the malaise and I don't want to contribute to this national depression going on right now. We can fix this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's show brought to you by our friends at Policy Genius. Listen, with everything going on right now, a lot of people are asking if it's even possible to buy life insurance at all. The short answer is yes, it is. You can buy life insurance during a pandemic. And if you have loved ones, depending on your income, you probably should. You should look now. As an insurance marketplace, Policy Genius is in contact with life insurance companies on their platform every day. They keep track of all the changes in the market so you don't have to, which means they can get you covered quickly and for the best price. Here's how it works. It's very simple. Policy Genius compares quotes from the top life insurance companies in one place. It takes just a few minutes to compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. This doesn't just save you a lot of legwork. 
It could save you $1,500 or more or a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. When you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape for free. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll be there to take care of everything. Now's the time. So if you're one of the many people looking to buy life insurance right now, but you're not sure where to start, head to policygenius.com. Policy Genius will find you the best rate and handle the process completely. They'll get you and your family protected and hopefully give you one less thing to worry about. Policygenius.com, policygenius.com. Check it out today. All right. So folks, there are basically three groups right now out there in these incidents we're having every night. Please don't forget this analysis. I think it's important. The first group are legitimate protesters who are, and I, by legitimate protesters, I mean, they're not out there to cause violence. They have genuine concerns about what happened. Whether you agree with those concerns or not, candidly, is irrelevant to this topic. Leftists don't agree with you. You have the right to protest. We don't agree with a lot of things leftists do, and leftists have the right to protest. And that doesn't mean everybody protesting is a leftist either. I'm simply suggesting people have a constitutional right to assemble and petition the government and exercise that authority. That right does not depend on their political views. I'm not speaking in any kind of a condescending tone. I know you all know this. But a lot of these people are legitimate protesters that are out there exercising a constitutional right and authority. That's group one. Group number two. Sadly, you have people who have infiltrated this who are regular street criminals with no morals or ethics and not a spine to be found anywhere. They will take advantage of the first sense of chaos to leverage that opportunity to enrich themselves and benefit themselves. They don't care about anything else. And if you're here to make excuses for them, like some of the liberal media people who watch my show, oh, Dan, they're downtrodden. They're poor. I get that. Societal poverty has been a big problem that we've been trying to solve for a very long time through free markets and opportunity. But let me tell you something. My wife grew up dirt poor in the streets of Columbia, and I'm not talking about South Carolina. I grew up above a bar at 64th Place and Myrtle Avenue. Believe me, it was not the Beverly Hilton. So if you're going to suggest to me that poverty is an excuse to burn down a building, potentially kill someone, attack someone in the street, or steal their livelihood and destroy their business, get the blank off my show now. You're not welcome here. You are not welcome here. I don't want your views, your downloads, your listens, or anything else. I never once in my life had the inclination, despite the poorest times I've lived through my life and my wife either, to punch someone in the face for no reason, to burn their store down, or to steal their livelihoods. That's the second group. Your soul-free, spine-free, street criminals who are taking advantage of this situation. Remember, these groups' interests are not aligned. Your third group, and the most dangerous, are these Antifa thug terrorists. They are terrorists. They have now been designated a terrorist group. That's important. Don't let anyone tell you this is meaningless. It's not. Although the State Department will typically engage in designating a group, a foreign group terrorist, President Trump's allocation of, of this as a, uh, of this uh, Antifa group of thugs as terrorists will insuredly get the FBI on its toes to start investigating them as a coordinated terrorist operation they are. This is not meaningless. I don't care whatever leftist tells you that was toothless. It isn't. Now, let's get to the solutions here because these three groups, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, the protesters, the criminals, and Antifa, are their interests are not aligned. 
I'm going to show you a video in a second of how their interests aren't aligned. The protesters, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, have legitimate grievances. These people in there, again, whether we believe or agree with those grievances and how they express them or not, if they are peaceful protesters, they believe they're legitimate. And watching the video of Mr. Floyd, that was disturbing. They have the right to show up and to speak their mind. Their interests are not the interests of the criminals and protesters, which have hijacked that moment and made this conversation about Mr. Floyd secondary to now what have become full-blown riots and an insurrection. The protesters wanting to solve this problem or try to fix it. They are not the friends of the criminals or the Antifa folks. Legitimate protesters. You don't believe me? Let me play this video of an Antifa animal trying to break up a sidewalk in Washington, D.C. to get rocks to throw at the cops. See in the video, he's got a hammer. He's breaking up the sidewalk. And what happens? He gets tackled by a bunch of people who are peacefully protesting, who tackle this jerkwad, loser, dipwad, piece of human garbage, drag him out of there with his fake black mask on and his dopey glasses and hand them over to the cops who promptly arrest him. It's happening. It's not happening everywhere. It needs to happen more. There are both black and white business owners in liberal cities who are starting to figure out quickly that their legitimate gripes against the police, whatever they think happens in their communities, some legitimate, again, some not. There's been some misinformation about what the cops do out there as well. Some of them are turning and turning rapidly on these people. I have seen a number of videos. I'm not, it's probably not going to put a smile on your face or make you feel any better because there's not enough of these, but they are there. I'd play them all day if I could, but I'm limited on time. There are numerous videos out there of both black and white business owners confronting these people out front of their businesses and telling them this is not the path here. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. Unfortunately, some of them have gotten the snot beaten out of them and brutally and ruthlessly attacked for doing so. The protesters' interests are not those of the criminals in Antifa. And I'm begging you, if you are one of those protesters who is genuinely concerned about what happened to Mr. George Floyd, then turn these people in and don't let them allow them. Don't allow them for a second to hijack what you're doing. They are discrediting this entire movement and what you're doing. Now, we've just, I just showed you the video of these protesters turning on Antifa. Sadly, ladies and gentlemen, criminals are doing this too. Criminals, their interests are not those of Antifa either because these Antifa folks are causing this riot and burning down these neighborhoods. Some of these criminals actually live in too. I'm not absolving the responsibility, but you have to understand that. If you are a local jerkwad who thinks he's just going to loot and walk out of there and succumb to these Antifa people, do you understand these are domestic terrorists that are infiltrating your neighborhood to burn it down? When are you going to wake up? You may say, well, what can the FBI do? Well, again, solutions. Protesters, you need to turn on these people quick. These criminals and Antifa types. Second, the FBI needs to decapitate legally Antifa right now. They need to be shut down. 
This is a terrorist organization. There is no longer any question committed to an insurrection and the coup of the United States that the media is defending them. The liberal media should tell you everything you need to know. This is the stormtrooper tactics of far leftists. These are their frontline shock troops, Antifa. To quote David Raboy on Twitter, who is right onto them. There is a reason radical far leftists are defending them. This is their agitation arm, Antifa, to rile up and destroy communities, hoping to aggravate people into organizing political power against the system now. The left, the far left, will fight for Antifa to the end. To quote David, and he's right, an astute analyst of this situation. The left is not going to give up this fight easily. They will defend Antifa if they need to the end. The FBI needs to legally decapitate Antifa today. Here's what we charge them with. Cornell Law, 18 United States Code 2101, riots. Whoever travels in interstate or foreign commerce or uses any facility of interstate or foreign commerce including but not limited to the mail, telegraph, telephone, radio, or television with intent to incite a riot, to organize, promote, encourage a riot, or to commit any violence in further of a riot. Get these sons of bitches now on 18 USC 2101 and throw them in jail and perp walk every single one of these Antifa cowards. Get them in handcuffs and perp walk them in front of the national television. These Antifa kids are a bunch of spoiled stooges who sit in their basement all day eating s'mores with mommy. It's not a joke. They have found a collective cause and they hide behind anonymity, black hoodies and glasses. The minute you expose these 120 pound coward losers living off nutriments in their basement while smoking a doobie, you will crush them when they see their friends perp walked on national television going to federal prison. And I'm not talking about the white collar ones for inciting a riot. You will shut this down. They need to be decapitated legally today using every legal option our law enforcement infrastructure has. This is a terror group. No mercy. They should be treated as such. Ladies and gentlemen, having said that, do not be misled by liberal media narratives. They are not on the side of America right now. I am sorry to report that to you. Their gaslighting has reached danger levels. I love our free press. They have the freedom to be stupid. And unfortunately, they've taken advantage of that opportunity again. The media senses a tinderbox here a tinderbox they can leverage to attack politically the president. They don't care if your business burns in the process. They are trying again to tell you a story, not the story. They are not reporting the facts and you have to learn to see through it. Stat, or you will be misled. First, the media has now parroted a nonsense, entirely fabricated, ridiculous, absurd, outrageous talking point, including people like Joy Reid and others, and I'll get to this at the end of the show, that the majority of the people causing damage in these black communities, because again, the media has to protect Antifa. 
These are the left's frontline shock troops. They need them to instigate violence, aggression, and anger in these communities to motivate political action against this free market in this great country. The media cannot have Antifa responsible for the burning down of black communities. So what are they doing? They are inventing a totally false gaslighting narrative that shockingly, and some idiots actually fell for this, that these riots are primarily the work of white supremacists. I'm not kidding. There is no evidence to support this. It is entirely fabricated. If a white supremacist shows up at this and causes chaos, he or she should go to jail for that same crime as before. There is no evidence of this. This is a fabricated media narrative to stoke racial hatred. It is not true. Unlike the media that gave up on journalism a long time ago, will produce some evidence from some media outlets that have decided to tell the truth, thankfully, that that narrative is in fact false and made up to stir racial hatred in the black community, to make it appear that somehow Trump supporters, these white supremacists are invading your communities and burning them down. That is not what's happening. Here's USA Today, which decided to tell the truth that I'm sure they got shellacked for it. This article will be in the show notes. Please read it. Please pass it to your liberal friends. Don't let this narrative stand. Bongino.com slash newsletter. That's my show notes. Subscribe today. Please read this. USA Today headline. These are anarchists. Minnesota officials say outside agitators are hijacking peaceful protests. Now, remember the media narrative. Media narrative. These are far-right Trump supporter, white supremacists burning down black communities. Ladies and gentlemen, that's USA Today, a left-leaning outlet who's probably getting destroyed for telling you the truth. From the peace, in case you fell for this nonsense, that these are Trump supporters burning neighborhoods down. The mayor later acknowledged of uh, Minneapolis that the majority of arrests so far have been of Minnesota residents. Legat, the security consultant they spoke to for the piece, said intelligence reports from his colleagues include most of the hardcore protesters in Minneapolis, listen to this, are far leftists or anarchists, and that far right groups have not yet made any kind of a significant appearance. He said the looting is typically done by locals, usually people with no criminal record who get caught up in the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever a time for truth, this is it. These are not Trump supporting white supremacists. Both of those ideas are ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is the media. Some, not all. Again, thank you to USA Today for telling the truth. Some in the media, which I'll highlight at the end, hellbent on making sure this chaos continues by the second and that it never stops. If there's an America left right now, the media's on the wrong side of it. Again, there's another narrative out there. And this narrative, so that first narrative that this is white supremacist, to be clear, don't forget my three groups, protesters, Antifa, and criminals. 
The media has to cover for the criminality and Antifa. Because Antifa are the Democrats' shock troops, the liberal, the radical wing of their party. They instigate violence and chaos they plan to leverage. They also have to cover for the criminality. Because they don't want the good residents of these liberal cities. They're run by liberals. They don't want them to see what these liberal mayors have done to let them down and let these criminals take over. So they have to cover for it. So narrative number one is it's the white supremacists. False. Narrative number two, these are all out-of-town residents. These aren't local criminals. The mayor didn't fail you. We've just been infiltrated by out of Some of them are. Many of them are. But that is not the majority of people. Again, I'll go to the local news for this. Here's Fox 9. Don't take my word for it. Take the local media. Fox 9, KMSP. Jail records show most arrested Minneapolis riots have Minnesota addresses by Theo Keith published a day ago. It's actually a couple days ago. We need the truth right now. More than anything. Not a campaign slogan, folks. If we can't agree on an honest set of ideas about what's happening, we're not going to be able to fix this. Those people looting and arresting were not primarily out-of-towners. They were the residents of your own city. I'm sorry to tell you that, but it's true. The police records speak for themselves. Those were not white supremacists sitting there with anarchy signs on their chest, with black hoodies on, and sunglasses burning down your neighborhoods. Those were far-left radical anarchists that Democrats have provided air cover for for years. I'm very sorry to tell you that, but it's true. And you have to ask yourself a simple question right now. It's not hard to figure out. If a group of conservatives numbering in the, in the, numbering in the, in the hundreds showed up in, in your county or town wearing black hoodies, glasses, and anarchy masks covering their faces, carrying backpacks of weapons, incendiary devices, and manuals on how to create civil disruption, led by a central organizer with experience in civil unrest. You know damn well those people would be targeted as a terror group and would be wiped out tomorrow by law enforcement. But that's not what happened. Those people I just described, they're leftists. They're Antifa. You may want to ask why the media is covering for them, why they burn your neighborhoods to the ground. Again, if there's an America, they're on the wrong side of it. All right, I want to get to some more stuff. I want to talk about the legality of this, what the president can do. An interesting piece by Andy McCarthy. I also want to talk about why this is important, why I think calls to get the military involved are a huge mistake. National Guard, yes. Our military, no. This is a trap. All right, I got a final sponsor today. I appreciate your patience. It's important. They paid to be here and to talk to you, and I want to thank them for being involved in the show. 
One of Joe's favorites here, our friends at Rock Auto. Ladies and gentlemen, Rock Auto, Rock Auto provides auto parts. Their online uh, manual is easy to get through, super easy. Their online catalog, super easy to navigate. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Don't fall prey to that. RockAutos.com, RockAuto.com's prices, excuse me, are the same for everyone, and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. doesn't require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com, the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? It doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Bongino in that How Did You Hear About Us box so they know the show sent you. They have an amazing selection, terrific low prices that are reliably low. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. That's rockauto.com. Again, right, Bongino, and that how did you hear about us? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, these riots will not exhaust themselves. Again, if you've been watching my appearances on cable news or if you're just seeing me here on the first time, I appreciate both of them. Thank you for watching our YouTube show as well. It means a lot. But I can't express to you in strong enough terms my over a decade in law enforcement I'm not the be-all, end-all on this, but I did this most of my adult life before I wound up doing broadcasting. These riots will not exhaust themselves. This let-them-vent strategy is a disaster. They will roll downhill and gain steam unless we stop it now. The question is how and what do we do? Well, there are multiple things we can do. Number one, as I told you, the FBI needs to get involved right now and crush Antifa legally. They need to be perp walked. They need to be handcuffed and processed into federal prisons and tried immediately through the legal, orderly justice process, not through chaos. Secondly, we need to activate our National Guard everywhere. Don't wait. I don't care if you're in Cheyenne or if you're in downtown New York City. Most of them have been. You need your National Guard units activated immediately and on standby. Don't wait another second. Third, we need to use video. Major police departments need to start putting out video every day of these looters. They need to be identified and they need to know we're coming for them. They need to know they will be legally hunted down and processed, legally handcuffed and arrested through an orderly process. Every one of them. If you were on video walking in a store with a shopping cart and looting and walking out, know that the police department is coming to process you soon, to arrest you and prosecute you, and you will have to defend yourself. You have stolen from someone, you have contributed to the chaos, and you have committed a crime. Start getting those pictures out there today. These people need to be named and shamed and legally and orderly processed through our legal system, systematically. We need to get control again. This permissive atmosphere of letting people walk down the streets with shopping carts of stolen items that don't belong to them has to stop now. 
We engage in that three-step process. We will start to get a lid on this tomorrow. Finally, we have to stop this let them vent nonsense. Andy McCarthy has a terrific piece of National Review. I disagree with some of his conclusions, but it's still a piece worth your time. It'll be in the show notes. We need to get a lid on this stat tonight, immediately, ASAP. National Review, Andy McCarthy. The president has the constitutional power to restore order. He must act. He echoes what I'm telling you now in this screenshot from the piece that this will not exhaust itself. Quote, Andy McCarthy, progressive dogma notwithstanding, rioting spearheaded by radicals and anarchists does not exhaust itself if government just gives them the time and space to get their yayas out. Passivity, conveying the message that the laws will not be enforced, is provocative. It's not a sedative, folks. It increases the appetite for rooting, for rioting and looting which will only be satiated once the sociopaths have run out of things to burn and loot. That is correct. This will not stop unless we stop it. The perp walks need to start immediately. Federal, local, state law enforcement. Get them out of the paddy wagons and handcuffs and show the media what's being done. Send a message to their friends. You were not protesters. You hijacked what the protesters were doing. We are not going to let your communities burn anymore. This will not stop unless we stop it. Make no mistake. Don't miscalculate here. President should get in front of the camera tonight at the Oval Office, and I hope he does that. And if he can, lay out those three steps. Second part of Andy McCarthy's piece. Again, I disagree with some of the conclusions, but it's worth your time. Read it in our show notes today. While they serve their states, National Guard units, which are reserve components of the U.S. Armed Forces, have over time come under increasing control of the Commander-in-Chief. They may now be deployed at the President's discretion, even overseas, regardless of whether state governors object or not. Clearly, if the deployment is domestic and ordered in response to violent attacks, it's imperative that federal and state governments cooperate in the name of state and national security. To the governors out there, the mayors, I don't care about your politics anymore. I understand many of you blue state governors and rhinos out there hate this president. I'm not interested. I don't care. I have friends and loved ones in those blue states too. Thankfully, in Florida, we've had good leadership, a terrific sheriff and a great governor. Great local police chief here too. This is not the time for political nonsense. Get your National Guards mobilized and ready today. If I may, respectfully make a recommendation. Keep your police officers on the front line. Use your National Guard units in a support role. Obviously, if it gets out of hand, that may go out the window. But as long as you can, keep your police officers, the face of your communities out there on the front line. Why? Well, that relates to a point I brought up earlier. I'm seeing a lot of traffic on Twitter, social media platforms, Facebook and elsewhere. And I understand the anxiety. People want the military mobilized domestically. Ladies and gentlemen, that's an enormous, catastrophic, strategic mistake. 
The military are trained for war and combat. Military police otherwise. Now, under the Insurrection Act, we can do that. We should not. The local police know what they're doing and they have to take, the handcuffs have to come off them. Political leaders have to stand up and let the police do the crowd control they know how to do before it turns into riot control in a triage situation with the National Guard in a support role. The U.S. military on our streets, this is a trap. Please take to heart what I'm telling you. Some, not all, of these liberal political leaders do not have your best interests in mind. This has become about politics for them. There's nothing they would like to see more than our military be in their front lines, abdicating the role of the police departments they represent so they can pass off the responsibility for an incident onto President Trump and take it off them. That is a strategic, catastrophic mistake of the highest order. Unless you have lost your city, the local police departments, the local faces in that community have to be the ones to stop it. I'm not kidding. This is a trap. Don't fall into it. Police departments and the guard know what to do. They have to let them do it. Mounted units, motorcycles, quads, snow fencing. Let them let the peaceful protesters do and exercise their God-given constitutional authority. When it's not peaceful anymore, that's over. You have an order to disperse or they will have to disperse you. I am very sorry this happened. But we have to save our cities or you're not going to have a country left. Showing you again how these leftist anarchists in the media are hell-bent. Hell-bent on adding fuel to this fire. Not all, but sadly many. Only here to disrupt and make this problem worse. Here's News 18. Tough guy, Donald Trump taking shelter in the White House bunker during protests has Twitter in disbelief. News18.com. Ladies and gentlemen, having spent 12 years of my life in a professional role with the United States Secret Service, the president doesn't make the call to go to the bunker. The Secret Service does. The president didn't waltz into the bunker because the president of the United States was scared. The president of the United States was evacuated into the bunker because the Secret Service has to keep the one man who occupies the one branch of our government occupied by one person. The Congress is 535 people. The Supreme Court is nine. The presidency of the United States is occupied by one man. He must stay alive and safe no matter what. The Secret Service is not interested in any of your political nonsense or your media messaging. The media is doing this to politically damage President Trump in a time of national crisis to make him look weak, not to tell you the truth. The president doesn't decide to go to the bunker. By the way, I'm not even sure the story's true. I'm simply suggesting you, even if it is, it's not his call. It's the Secret Service, and thank God they make that call. When they, What do you want him to do, wait for the place to burn down? Another false media narrative. There's no story for this. I saw it on Twitter. Trending all over. So story number one was he's hiding in the bunker. He's not hiding from anything. That's false. 
The second story is the lights went out at the White House. They are out. The lights are out, some of them, at the White House at night. Of course, media people, again, eager to throw an M80 firecracker into a thing of kerosene and blow your cities up with them, some of these media morons. The president's scared. They shut the lights out. I've never seen this. Look at this, hiding in the darkness. The president's not hiding in the darkness. And let me be crystal clear in case you're under any, again, strategic miscalculation that you're going to storm the White House. The Secret Service owns the darkness. They own it. That's why the lights are out. If you don't know what I mean, don't try to figure it out the hard way. Police officers and your military soldiers out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those lights are out for a reason. Don't make it worse and try to find out why. Big mistake. Consider that my public service announcement. Believe it or not, it gets worse. Of course, there's never been a time in American history where the media has proved how feckless, useless, and dangerous they are than right now. There's an American side and the side that the leftists, the many in the media, again, not all, and celebrities, again, many, not all, have chosen. This is not the Babylon Bee or the Onion, I wish it were. This is an actual article in the Washington Times. Some celebrities have chosen this opportunity to, yes, organize to bail out the people, burning your neighborhoods down, attacking your citizens, and destroying everything you work for. Not a joke. Valerie Richardson, Washington Times. Again, this will be in the show notes today for you to read yourself. Celebrities blasted for donating to protest or bail fund as rioting and violence escalate. You can read the names of some of these celebrities in that piece in the Washington Times. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't support boycotts. I never did. But I am begging you right now to please do the right thing. Commit those names to memory and never, ever, ever again donate another dollar of your entertainment dollars and your family budget to these absolute lunatics who are bailing out the people that are burning down our cities and destroying our country. I am begging you with everything, every single fiber of my soul, every red blood cell I've got, please remember those names and don't ever contribute another dollar to their success again. In our time of need, these people have abandoned us. Donating to bail out Antifa losers, rioters and looters who are literally burning your city to the ground. They don't care. They've got gated mansions and armed guards. And make no mistake, some of those armed guards to you Antifa folks would shoot you dead if you jumped that fence. You think they're your allies? These are out of touch elitist snobs. Share nothing in common with you. I want to repeat this one last time, too. This Antifa designation as a terror group by President Trump will be fought vigorously by the hard left, folks. I'm calling it right now. You can mark this show today. Those are their frontline troops for civil disturbance. They are used for a reason, to create chaos, which they can leverage into political advantage. Politics is the exercise of power. That is their power. They will fight this designation and the arrest of these people. And this is now the fight. 
President Trump's presidency has been reinvented whether he likes it or not. This is now the fight going forward. Shut this down tonight. Told you I was going to produce evidence of what the media was up to and how they're gaslighting you, throwing fireworks into a bucket of gasoline right now. Here's a tweet by the ever-useless Yamichi Alcindor. The media will mislead you. They will gaslight you. They will fuel the fire. Don't forget this. This is an actual tweet by her. Quote, these people are anarchists, President Trump says, without providing any evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, I just showed you the article of intelligence and security experts in USA Today, of all places, showing you that these people are far leftist anarchists in jail. Miss Yamichi Alcindor is not here to help, folks. She is a propagandist no different than the Soviet Union Pravda outlets. She is here to disinform you and to misinform you at the same time. She is not here to help. She is not here to tell you the story. She is here to tell you a story. And that story is false. These are anarchists. We know that. Here's another tweet from a known never Trump complete lunatic. Again, trying to disinform you. Sherry Jacobus on Twitter, writing about the great, terrific Molly Hemingway who has exposed unbelievable amounts of nonsense with this Spygate thing. Sherry Jacobus on a public platform. This is not a secret. You can read this yourself. In case you say, Dan, you're exposing Sherry Jacobus. She's exposing herself. This is on Twitter. She wrote this. Molly Hemingway, quote, Molly Hemingway is a white supremacist and works for the secretly funded white supremacist rag, the Federalist. You believe this? Molly Hemingway should sue the living daylights out of this lunatic. Quote, she also knows the white protesters breaking windows and starting fires are an op to try to blame Antifa and give Trump the race riot he's so bloodthirsty for. Ladies and gentlemen, if there has ever been a time for a lawsuit, for defamation, slander, libel, anything else, if Sherry Jacobus dared to open her mouth about this too, this is it right now. Here's another tweet from the ever hapless Disinformation specialist at MSNBC, Joy Reid. So now the Attorney General, Bill Barr, is attempting to pin the anarchy and infiltration, which is already documented as coming from white nationalist groups, on left-leaning Antifa groups. The goal is to force the media to repeat that. What is his proof? What is his proof? The arrest records, you moron. Are you this stupid? Antifa is there advertising their Antifa. Did you miss this? Joy Reid doesn't care. She knows she's lying, ladies and gentlemen. She's not stupid. It'd be a convenient talking point, probably an insult to make people feel, oh, she's just dumb. No, no, no. Joy Reid knows exactly what she's doing. She is a disinformation specialist. This chaos, this chaos, she's trying to leverage it for a political gain to attack the president of the United States in a time of crisis. She knows she's lying. 
And she doesn't care. I want to end on somewhat of a positive note, if possible. Again, I'll say what I said in the beginning. I know you're seeing a lot of bad news, but don't tune out. Don't tune out. It's not the time. The left has their shock troops out there. It's time for you to defend yourself, defend your neighborhoods, support your police. And it's time for you to know what's going on and get out there. I know you all are in trouble, but I have gotten a lot of emails this morning and I understand. I believe me, I say this out of no sense or self-interest. I know it's stressful. I've actually developed a stomach ulcer. I'm not joking over the last few weeks, an actual stomach ulcer. I'm as worried as you are, but I can't tune out either. We have beaten this stuff back before. There is no reason this country should be here on a pure probability equation. I can't say that enough. We survived the revolution. We should have never won. A war of 1812, we should have never won. Civil unrest, a civil war. We have always come through it better, stronger. That's not a joke. I'm not running for office. I'm not trying to give a rah-rah speech. I'm just telling you a fact. We are blessed by God. We're being tested. We're being tested like every great civilization and humankind has ever been tested. But unlike those great civilizations, we have passed up till now. Don't tune out. People are waking up. The liberal vision of America, street chaos, racial division, property destruction, criminality, identity politics, media disinformation campaigns, even leftists are seeing it. And some in the media are seeing it too. I want to leave you with a fascinating tweet by David Martosco. David Martosco is onto something here, folks. When we come out of the other side of this, the left is going to have a lot of questions to answer. Here's one of them. Quote, David Martosco on Twitter. One surely unintended consequence of this week's violence. When the National Guard is patrolling the streets because huge armed police forces can't keep criminals from turning cities into war zones, America's gun control debate is finished for at least a generation. Over. Done. So is the argument that street chaos and identity politics and sowing racial division is a path forward. That's over and done too. God bless you. God bless your families. Stay safe. Defend yourself. No matter what. Country's relying on you. Don't step back. Not now. We will be here tomorrow, no matter what. I'll see you later. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.